Welcome to Laughter, Dirt and Education, a podcast recognising and celebrating our rural and remote educators. From teachers, principals, teacher aides and gubbies, they share their real and inspiring stories of educating our bush kids. Come along each week for the often crazy and inspiring stories of education and see why these amazing educators do what they do. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I would just like to acknowledge that I am currently editing and recording this podcast on Yambina Country. Also, before I get into telling you about today's guest, I just want to send love to you all and hope that wherever you're listening from, you are safe. If you are in a tough situation at the moment, my heart goes out to you. Please reach out if you do need anything. Anyway, this week I got to catch up with the beautiful Abby Gilchrist. I loved Abby's story, even though she has not long been out of high school and this is only her second year as a governess, I just love that our role as governesses looks so different for everyone, that our situations are also unique and I think Abby definitely has had such a unique governessing situation and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. Abby, welcome to the podcast this morning. How are you going? I'm good, thanks. How are you going? I'm very good, thank you. So I don't know that much about you, but can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up and I guess where you are now? Yeah, so I um, grew up in a small town down in New South Wales called Tumut. I lived on a, just on a small farm um, up until I was about 12 and then from then on I've lived in town so I really have not much experience on like station life or farm life or anything so I'm pretty new to it as from start of last year and um yeah I moved I made the move after I finished high school um at the end of 2020 and I went up to the Northern Territory for the year and then currently now I'm um in Queensland on a cattle station and yeah, hopefully going to stick the year out here and a great family. So yeah, that's where I am now. So you're still like a fair way, way from home, really. Yeah, yeah. So I'm around southwest Queensland. Um, yeah, right on the um, South Australia border. Wow. So yeah, we do about 12 hours from home. Okay. So I guess it's not too bad, but like considering how young you are and like especially the fact that you moved to the Northern Territory and I'm guessing like yeah, that would have been like a big jump, like you would have lived at home and then moved away all that way. Yeah, so it was very daunting at the start. I kind of just jumped into it. Like I didn't put too much thought into it. I kind of was just too excited at the fact what I was going to do. And then I just... I thought, no, like I can do it. I'll be fine. What What am I going to lose? Like I may as well just give it my best shot. And I am so grateful that i done it. Like I'm so glad that I just made the leap and just went. And yeah. I honestly thought I was going to be very homesick. So I'm a, like very close with my family and friends, have a good friend group at home. And I was fine. Like you find yourself doing so many things up there and you just Sometimes you don't even have time to think about it. But, yeah, I, I'm so glad that I did it. Like, it was just the best decision because yeah. I didn't know until I tried it. Yeah. And, yeah, there's so many people that do say to me, oh, don't you miss out? Like, aren't you worried you'll miss out on stuff at home? And aren't you worried you'll miss your family? And I'm like, yeah, but, like, you need to do stuff for yourself. If you want to go do it, do it. 
it's funny you say you that. Yeah, because I was literally was only speaking to my boss yesterday about it because I missed my friend's 30th last weekend. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, yeah, but that doesn't bother me. Like, yes, of course, there's times I wish I was at home to celebrate, but I think that's a sacrifice you make anyway. Like, you know that you're going to have to sacrifice some of those things when you move away. Yeah, so I've actually, for example, this today, right now, it's my cousin's wedding and Mm -hmm. um, it's obviously been rearranged so many times because of COVID. So I was originally going on the normal date and then I just said, like, I think I'm just going to have to miss out on it because my job only started up here four weeks ago. So I was like, well, I'm not going to travel back home four weeks later for the one day, like, you know, for the one day. I just didn't think it was worth it and... And you do, you've got to make them sacrifices. Um, Yeah, like I missed out on like a few things last year with all my friends and my family. But, yeah, you've got to just like realise if it's really worth um, spending, going away for the whole year and making so many new memories or just staying home for the one or two things. Like, yeah, there's going to be plenty more opportunities to do things. Yeah, I completely agree. So you moved to the Northern Territory. You were governessing up there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like how far away were you from towns, stuff like that? Yeah, so I was um, on a cattle station out near Mataranka and I was on the Roper River. It was a beautiful spot. And I was with a family who had four boys. So it was it was full on going into my first um, governessing role. I did have help with the, um, the preschool boy. So um, there was another girl there. She was kind of like a nanny domestic kind of thing. And she did a lot of his schoolwork with him for me. So I could focus on the other three. And so I had one with autism as well. So that was also in itself very full on. Yeah. Wow. Um, and obviously because it was new to me as well, the whole governessing and the like kind of like working out how to handle someone in a, like mm. just in a normal day-to-day life who um, has autism, let alone in a schoolroom, trying to teach them the best I can. And it was, it was definitely challenging. Um, I'm really glad I had support from the parents. Um, they were amazing and teachers from the Catherine School of the Air. That's what we went through. Yeah. Um, I had so much support and I did, and I really enjoyed it. Like people say to me, oh, I don't know how you did it. Like, that's very full on. Like, you know, how do you, how do you manage it? Like, like, how do you manage teaching the other two and try and put up with things that are happening with him? And I just, and I honestly realised that I would now probably go into special ed teaching because it it really, like, I felt like there was a, I understood like how to deal with some things with him where I feel like other people would just be like, wouldn't even think to do it. And it's, you've, Mm. you've just got to like really just, you can't push them. You can't, you've just got to really know what to say at the right time. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It, it took me a while to understand at first. I was like, I do not know if I can do this. Like, wow, this is a lot. And then after like, you know, some days you've just got to take your wins when you can. And sometimes nothing works out, but other times you, it, it's really about like the big wins you have with them. That's what made me enjoy it so much. Like, you yeah. know, some weeks she wouldn't even get one sight word in, like in their sight word practice because he just wouldn't have a bar of it. But then other weeks you'd learn like five sight words in the week and you'd just be so excited. And <laughs> for the me that was really rewarding. Like it was yeah. a very rewarding thing. And I know it's not for everyone, but, yeah, I really did enjoy it. No, I and take my hat yeah. off to you. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I love my family like, oh, you know, like, are you sure you can handle that? Like, you're only, like, I wasn't even 18 when I went there. I was still 17, so I was yeah. really young. After I had my 18th birthday up there. Yeah, so it, it was like I'd never done any type of teaching, obviously nothing. But, um, yeah, I feel like I did really put my all my effort in and I went yeah. did a lot of the courses with the mum and everything um, on how to handle situations and yeah, so I was, yeah, it was really good. It was, I'm really grateful that I got that experience. Mm. Um, and, yeah, the other, we were, uh, what were we, two hours from Catherine? Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't, it wasn't too bad. Like we, yeah, it was still quite remote obviously and we could go to town every, I think maybe every second or third week to do our stores and often we'd go into the school and catch up with the teachers when we could for an hour or so and just obviously the normal things you've got to go to town for yeah so yeah that was always a highlight and I often went with the mum and the kids so mm-hmm. yeah we did that and yeah it was just a small um, family-run cattle station so there was a, about well there still was probably like up to 10 other workers there wow um and I made great friendships with them girls and the guys that were there so yeah it's a really definitely was great I had the best time yeah um learned so much I went there like I went there knowing nothing Mm. like when I say nothing I mean like to the point I couldn't even oh like could not connect a trailer to a car if you asked me to and I learned (laughs) so much (laughs) like like that would be my biggest piece of advice for someone if they're going to go and they're like me who hasn't had any experience I've had so many girls say that to me aren't you weren't you nervous like yeah, I don't want to go because I don't know anything and I'll just look silly and I was like that was me that's what I thought when I mm. before I went and then I went and they don't ex- like they don't expect you to know everything well my yeah. bosses didn't last year they didn't like if you're honest with them you're like I don't know anything I'm new to this they're normally mm. really good and they're like so are the workers like people actually take their time to teach you things and once you've learned it, like, you're fine. Like, you're like, oh, this is actually quite easy. Yeah. It's just that you've never actually done it before. So, yeah, that would be my biggest piece of advice is definitely just give it your best shot and just tell, like, you know, be honest, you don't know how to do something. And, yeah, and normally it ends up pretty fine. Yeah. And I guess, like, that's the whole thing. Like, don't go into places making it sound like you do know it all because, yeah, like, you've obviously learnt so much at such a young age. Like, first year out of school, a lot of people probably will never be able to say they've had the experiences that you've had already. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I know that if I didn't go last year, I would, like, I'd be still at home and I wouldn't be, like, I'm glad I just pushed myself out of my comfort zone. Like, I would have never have done, if if I didn't go anywhere, I would never know half the stuff I do now. Like, I still don't know a great deal, but I can you know, I know a lot more than I would if I was still at home. Yeah. Um, just in my comfort zone. I've you've really got to push yourself. Yes. Outside your comfort zone. It it can be challenging and it can be really scary. But I think once you've done it, I think yeah, it's fine. Like yeah. it's definitely worth it. Yes. I especially agree. people like yeah. Like the people you meet as well is also incredible. Like I've got friends now that live in the Territory in Queensland. Um, A girl from, like, one of the nanny from last year, she's an English um, girl, and, like, I talk to her still nearly every second day. And it's just, like, you meet people from so many different places and stuff, and it's just amazing to hear how all their life stories. Like, you don't, yeah, you don't get to see that every day. You just 
yeah you know sticking to one place it's yeah it was amazing especially I guess when you've grown up like in a small town too I find sometimes I'm like this is a stereotype but you all have like you're very similar I guess and like by moving out and getting to know other people you are expanding I guess like everything like I know when I lived in non territory and I still talk to one of the German backpackers and it's just amazing. Like he'll send me photos. He's gone back to Germany now, but like of the snow and stuff. And I wouldn't have experienced like being able to see that stuff, even though it's just over Facebook. Like if I hadn't met him, that would have been like a totally different world to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. You just like at, in my small town, like you said, um, it is a bit of a stereotype, but it is so true. Like, you have your friend group and you don't really expand from it. Yes. Um, you've grown up together, you all went to school together, um, you know, like, and they're great people and everything. They are. And it's like I miss them all the time, but you've got, you've still got them there. Yeah. Like you know them people. So good to branch out and just see different people's perspective on things. And like you said, see how, like, you know, the photos of the snow, for example, like you just said, it's just amazing to see little things like that you would never have met them people like all the things they can do yeah definitely can you tell me I should have asked this earlier did you always want to go governessing like obviously you went straight after school is that like something you wanted to do or how did that come about no so it was actually really um like an in the minute just like decision so uh, in the moment like I kind of just I always wanted to do nursing but then I was kind of like nursing or teaching and I was just like well I just don't know I was so undecided and I didn't get my ATAR when I finished year 12 at yeah. home so I, that that um stopped me from being able to go straight into straight into a course anyway mm. and I thought well and, and I did don't regret that I really don't because yeah, I was really unsure on what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I think we were at, I think we were at school one day and um, our careers advisor always puts up posts on our little Facebook page of um, jobs that are going and stuff just if anyone's interested. And there was actually like, oh, it was in New South Wales somewhere. It was a um, station hand. And I was like, oh, that'd be something different. Like I was just, it was like 10 o'clock at night and I was just scrolling through it. And I was just like, yeah, I couldn't be a stagehand. Like I was looking at the job requirements and I was like, yeah, don't know how to do that. Don't know how to do that. And then I was like, well, and I knew another couple of girls from around my area that had, kind of, that had been the governess the year before. And I was like, well, they look, you know, like I've known them girls all my life. I'm sure that if they can give it a shot, I could. Mm. So I did message one of the girls and just asked her how she got into it. And um, she joined me to the Nanny and Governess page on Facebook. Yeah. And I kind of just had to scroll through and I kind of just played around a bit and looked at what other people's posts were. And then, yeah, like I said, I hadn't spoke to anyone about it, not my family, no one. And then I was like, I'm just going to put an ad up. I was like, who cares? I was yeah. like, only thing that's going to happen. No, I was like, no one's probably going to message me because I'm only 17 and it was pretty early on the um, the year before I went, I think I posted it in like October, like it was mm -hmm. pretty August. I was like, you know, it's still a few months to the following year. I probably won't get any messages. <laughs> so I wrote my ad and I think I sent it to one of my closest friends. I was like, does this sound okay? And she's like, I have no idea what this is for, but okay, it sounds perfect. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like trying to explain to her and she's like, are you crazy? She's like, why would you want to move to the middle of nowhere? And I was like, no, I just want to see what happens. And 
I woke up the next morning after putting the ad on and like, I'm not even kidding. I had about 30 messages because it was a nanny page as well. And because of COVID and everything, struggling Mm. to get au pairs from overseas. And like my messenger was just crazy. I had message requests coming in for, I was at school and I remember getting in trouble for my phone, dinging, dinging, dinging. I had to turn it off just because like, it was just random fam, like people everywhere, just looking for a nanny or a guppy. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I have no, like I had no qualifications, nothing. I was like, all right. And then I kind of like pretty quickly, I was so excited. I remember like I had a free period at school and I looked through the messages and I went through and I just deleted the ones that I, the nanny jobs, because I knew I wanted to be a guppy. Yeah. And then I think I spoke to probably three families. So I spoke, so my original family I went with, um, my boss's name was Lauren. So I spoke to her, I think I spoke to one other family and I kind of just, I think you kind of know if you're going to know like straight away. Yeah. Um, if you're going to match with a family, like if they're not your where you want to go and you, and that's really important like you really really need to consider whether you're really comfortable with them on the phone in the first mm. like 10 20 minutes you, you kind of I feel like yeah. I've known every time I've spoken to one I'm like not for me and that's what happened with his first phone call I was like oh no I don't think that's really what I want to do like just some of the job requirements and stuff and then I spoke to Lauren and within like the first five minutes I was like I want to go there. Like I just knew straight away. And she's like, I'm not going to um, confirm that you've like, she's like, I don't want you to take the job straight away. She's like, because it's, you know, you're probably going to speak to so many other people. I want you to have a think about it. She's like, but the job is yours if you want it. And like, she just sold it to me so well. And I, she was just, I got along with her so well, just in that first 20 minutes. She was so easy to talk to. She was straight to the point. Like she did tell me how hard it might be for me. She yeah. didn't lie. Like she said, it's challenging. She said, especially in the wet season, you're the only one other worker here with us. Um, she said, we're stuck because they're on the other side of the river. So I was mm. stuck in for the first um, few months. And she said, like, it can be challenging. You've got to realise. And I was just really glad she was so straight up with yeah. me. And um, didn't try and sell it, like, from something it wasn't, which was mm. so good. And I, I still hadn't told anyone And I remember my best friend got in my car when I was on the phone. I was like, be quiet, be quiet. I'm on the phone. And then she's like sitting there listening. And um, and she's like listening to John and she's just like looking at me and she's like, what are you doing? And I go off the phone and she's like, did you, she's like, since when were you going to do this? And I was like, since 10 o'clock last night. Like, I was like, I don't really know what I've just got myself into. And then (laughs) I was like, I kept it a secret for probably like three or four days. And I was like, wow, I really have to tell my dad. Like, that's who I live with. Yeah, and I was like, mind you, I mean, I'm his only daughter. Like, he's quite protect. It was quite protective over me, and I was only seventeen. I was like, I'm gonna have to tell him. Like, I have, like, I need to sort it out. And so he come home from work one day, and I told him, and he was like, "You are not going up there. You will not last a week." (laughs) (laughs) He was honestly like, and I don't don't blame him for thinking that because if you had have known me before that, I was. Yeah, I was very much love my friends at home and everything. And he's like, Abby, like you, he was kind of the same. He's like, you don't know anything about like up there. And I was like, yeah, but she said she would teach me. Like I told her I didn't know anything. I told the lady that I spoke to and told Lauren and she's, he's just like, I don't think it's a good idea at all. And then he's like, he's like, ring your auntie and see if she can talk some sense into you not to go. And I told her and she's like, Abby, you are going. She's like, I don't care oh. what your dad says. <laughs> I will talk to him 
and like that's his sister oldest his younger sister and he was like he's like she's like don't worry about what your dad says he's like you're going it'll be the best thing you've ever done and I'm so glad like that she I'm I'm glad that she was the one that said go because yeah. if I did have all of them telling me no don't like I think my dad was just worried like I'm his only daughter oh, like he was just, yeah you know, and I think that is it. such and, yeah and- a protective thing like I can completely like I'm not even a parent but I can completely understand why parents wouldn't want their kids to do it like they you are being sent to like a family that you don't know to begin with and then you're in the middle of nowhere like that I could only imagine that would be very scary as a parent (laughs) yeah and and that's exactly right like he was saying to me he's like but, like, can't you just find somewhere closer, Abby? Like, that's the Northern Territory. Like, that's probably the furthest away you could have chose. And I was like, but it's going to be the most fun. I was like, I don't want to go somewhere in New South Wales. I was like, I've been places here. I was like, I want to try something different. And he was like, look, it's only early on. I'm sure you're going to change your mind about it in, before you even go. So we'll just leave it at that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I think that I think that actually made me want to do it more. Yeah. I think it made me want to prove people wrong because I feel like my brother was the same. My brother was like, oh, really? You're going to go do that? And then they all kind of come around. Like no one was against it, really. They were just like shocked, I think. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and I think a few of my friends were kind of like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so I just I just kind of went for it. Like I was, I couldn't believe I just made a decision like that, though. And I didn't even honestly speak to any other families. I was just like, I knew that Lauren was the one I wanted to go with. I just yep. knew straight away. I was like, I've never, and I do not regret not talking to more families. This year, when I took a job, I did speak to quite a few. Mm-hmm. This year, I've like I've got a partner and everything as well, so it wasn't just about me. And so I had to make a decision with like both that both of us were happy where we were going. And also I've started to study this year. So mm-hmm. I needed to go somewhere where I wasn't working. Like in the Northern Territory last year, I was cooking on Saturdays and I'd only have Sunday off. Yeah. And it just kind of wasn't, it wouldn't have worked for me to study there. Like I mm. just, I wouldn't have had the time. Whereas down here, I'm kind of like, I work for a company owned cattle station now. Um, so what your your job is kind of your job and then that's it. Yeah. So I'm just in the govy part of it. And um, I work like the occasional Saturday, which works for me this year because that gives me the whole Saturdays to study. And um, I don't really have the kids very often after school. So that gives me um, a chance then to study of an afternoon. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of like perfect for what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I'm glad I took this um, job this year. Yeah. I really, I'm only, well, I think we're coming to week five of the term now and yeah, the kids are amazing. I've got three boys this year, so it's and they're much the same as the ages of the boys last year. Yeah, it's good that I, I'm glad I got boys again. I do really enjoy, really enjoy the boys. I was kind of like talking to a family at the start of the year that had little girls, and I was like, honestly, like I've got all brothers. I had four boys up there last year. Got three boys this year. Like I just couldn't imagine myself with little working with girls. Like I, I just I don't know. I'm sure I'd get my head around it, but I'm just so used to the whole boy thing now. Yeah. That I think I prefer it, to be honest. So that's funny. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about where you are now? Like you said, you were in southwest Queensland. How far away yeah. are you from like a town? And like what school do you guys go through? 
So we're in a bit of a unique position here because the family I'm with actually used to live in South Australia. Mm-hmm. So when they moved over to the Queensland, they didn't actually change School of the Air. So we're going through Port Augusta School of the Air. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so it is like they've actually gone today down to school um, for the week. Only reason I haven't gone with them is because of COVID. The govies aren't allowed on school oh. grounds. So there was kind of really... I just stayed home and the pair, they kind of made a little bit of a family trip. So, yep. yeah, so it's, I think it's about 800, 900 kilometres to the school from here. And like the mum just said to me, she she wanted to keep him in that school um, when they moved just because they had such good friendships and she like yeah. that, she had good friendships with other parents and um, she said it would like it kind of wouldn't really matter anyway if she changed him to Queensland because she'd still have to travel quite far. Yeah, um, for a school to get to school. Yeah, so she just decided to keep them there. She thought it was the easiest thing to do. Which, yeah, it's great. I love that support Augusta school there. It's crazy how you can see the difference, like from Catherine to here. Mm. Um, I feel like I was talking to one of the teachers actually of my boys. She used to be a govy and used to work at Catherine School of the Air. And she was saying to me the other day, she's like, it, "All the school of the airs are really different." She's like, "It's great to see how different ones run and everything." So. Yeah, we are probably, I think, two, hour, we're probably two hours from our closest town at Thargaminda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, we go, yeah, Thargaminda one way and Quilpie the other way. So, yeah, we're kind of in the middle of them too. Yeah. Wow. And I guess, like, it's crazy that you're saying, like, you guys go through Port Augusta. So I guess you have to also consider, like, time zones and obviously daylight savings is going to, like, obviously being in daylight savings now in a few weeks, that's going to completely change. Yeah, so it's actually funny. Like I, um, our, all my, I've the mum, well, before I actually got here, which um, all the computers, our laptops are set to South Australia time mm-hmm. and the clocks and my phone and everything are on Queensland time because we need something that's got a South Australia time because our lessons are, I think, yeah, I think they're half an hour in front of us. So yes. we have to just be, we have to just be so on to it. And it was funny yesterday, like the kids finish up school at the moment at 2.30 and one of the boys said to me, he was on the laptop and Friday afternoons are kind of like a pretty chill afternoon here. And he's like, it's quarter past two. Can we go down and have our milkshake now and go home? And I was like, yeah, if it's quarter past two, let's go. Like I didn't look at a clock. I didn't look at my phone just because he told me it was quarter past two. And we got down to the kitchen and I looked at the clock and I was like, it's not quarter past two. I was like, it's literally like nearly two o'clock. And then I realised he looked at the South Australia time and I still get stuck on it too so you really it does get quite confusing in here sometimes but um yeah it's you've got to be on to it like I have yeah you know, I obviously had to make up the timetable with the Queensland times and everything just to make sure yeah yeah because and it's confusing for the kids because their teachers will say okay you've got to be on lesson at 10 o'clock and they're like I'm having my lessons at 10 o'clock but then you're like well no it's not because <laughs> mm. it's 10 o'clock for them yeah you've got to change everything over which once you get your head around it it's fine but yeah, it is a bit of a bit of a challenge. And I think that's probably a great thing for the kids in a way, because I don't know, like kids think so literal in that they probably a lot, unless they're explicitly taught, but they probably still can't get their heads around like that. You're all in Australia, but there's different time zones and they're actually getting to experience that firsthand. So I guess like they'll probably be able to laugh, like how you said about that milkshake thing, like one day as adults, I'm sure they'll laugh about that with their own kids with the confusion yeah. of Australia and their time zones. <laughs> it actually has been. It actually, now you say that, when that happened yesterday, when I said it, I was like, 
why did you just tell me it was quarter past two? And then Jay, like the oldest boy, he was like, because that's what it said on the laptop. Like I wasn't lying. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I really can't even, like he really thought it was quarter yeah. past two. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it is. It's um, it's good for them to learn. Like it is yeah. next to a little thing. Because yeah, they're saying to me, they're like, then that it did start actually a topic of how many time zones are there? Like it was, yeah, they're quite interested. So yes. And can you tell us, so what grades are they in? So this year I've got one in year six, mm-hmm. um, one in year four and one in year one. Okay. So wow. um, yeah, like uh, it's, I love having um, a like range of different ages. Yes. I think, um, it's quite like, it, it just changes it up a little bit. Like you're not always doing, for example, you're not always just doing basic stuff with the year one, but then you're not always just doing like a bit harder things with the year six or year four. Like you get to change it up. You get to work with one of them and, you know, do all different stuff. Like it doesn't, it's not always the same. It's always different with them. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And they're all, they're all very different um, than each other. Like they're all different interests and everything, but it's great. Yeah. Like it makes it sometimes makes it challenging trying to play some games with them. Um, like the youngest one's interested in this. The older mm. one doesn't like that because he's getting a bit older. And then, yeah, the youngest one can't spell when we play hangman, like spell properly. So it's always a bit challenging, but it's so fun. Like, yeah, I, I think that if I only had one kid in the classroom, I would, I really don't know. Like I'd prefer to have a few after now, yeah. like having three or four times last year. And then three this year, I'm like, I don't know what I'd do if I just had one kid in here. I feel like yep. I'd be a little bit, not bored, but yeah, it's, I, I do like it being quite full on, um, which yeah. isn't for everyone. Like everyone's different. But yeah, I feel like it makes your day go pretty quick and it, yeah, you're always doing something, which is good. So. Yeah. And you said you were You've studying. Really got to be organized. Sorry, I just totally yeah, so cut you off. No, you're right. So I've just started. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, I didn't get my ATAR when I finished school. Um, yeah. So I couldn't go straight to teaching, which I want to do primary school teaching. So mm-hmm. I'm just doing a course um, for six months, just a bridging course um, to just, yeah, pretty much you'd have to do it if you don't get an ATAR just to prove yep. you can be at uni. So, yeah, I'm just completing that now. It starts um, on Monday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I just thought I'd just get that out of the way. I was going to do it full-time, which would take me 14 weeks. It's four subjects at uni, but I just thought to myself, like I had a look and I wrote out all my schedule and I was like, why do my like do that to myself? Like it's quite yes. a lot of work. And it's it's not going to be really hard or anything, but I just thought I'm here to also have fun. I'm here to, like I'm not this isn't I'm not fully dedicated like dedicating to study this year. Like that was just something mm. I wanted to get out of the way this so I can start te- actual primary school teaching next year. Yeah. Um so I thought what's the difference if I take an extra 14 weeks to do it like as long as it's done by the end of the year and then I can still enjoy myself. I can still go to events with the workers and stuff instead of having to worry. Yeah. So yeah, I think you need to manage the time like as well. Um, if you are going to decide to study, obviously there is like, you know, you're going to have to not go to some things if you are mm. studying, like it's just the loss, like this is what happens. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I do, um, I do have to, miss out on a couple of things which yeah I knew that was going to happen yeah doing it so I think yeah you're probably willing to um be a bit strict with yeah with what you do otherwise it doesn't work it won't work at all yeah I can understand that 
Yeah. And I guess like, do you think you obviously have decided between nursing and teaching now that you're going to go down that teaching pathway? Do you think that has been cemented because you did governessing, like like you went into that governessing job? Um, 100%. Like I did, that was a big part also. I meant to say that earlier, why I did choose the governessing. Like I remember thinking back like, well, this will probably help me understand if I do want to do the teaching or not. Yeah. And it has definitely, like, definitely pushed me. And, like, also it's it's even opened up a whole new thing where I'm interested in um, special education, like mm. children. With, um, and I would have honestly never even considered that before. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't even thought about it. And then actually having that firsthand experience, like I know it's a lot different to a mainstream school, but having the first, like the, yeah, the first experience of actually dealing with it and working with someone like that and it made me realize so if I never done it I would not have even known that yeah and it's yeah it, it put things into a perspective for me a lot of what I wanted to do which I'm glad because I'd probably still be sitting at home going oh I don't know what I want to do I don't know if I'll do this and I probably would have ended up doing nothing yes <laughs> but so no it's yeah definitely persuaded me to do the teaching side of things oh that's so wonderful and do you think I know like it's a few years off still but do you think you will end up teaching rurally or remotely um yeah I was actually laying there thinking about this last the other night and I was thinking like now I was like do I actually want to work in a mainstream school like Mm. I don't know like I do but I really enjoy what I'm doing and I'm like yeah maybe I, I guess it is a few years off I might change my mind by then but then I was just thinking, like, even the small um, little schools, like when I did things in the Northern Territory, like the small school at Mataranka, I was speaking to the principal there on one of the sports days we had and we joined up with them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she's obviously um, teaching at Mataranka and she said, like, she's worked in some pretty um, rural schools and, like, remote communities and stuff. And she said it's amazing. Like, even, like, that's another person I got to meet by doing it and yeah. had a conversation with her and she said, she said, like, definitely, like, she's like, she loved it and she was telling me all about how, you know, how it's different than just a normal mainstream school, like, everything. So I thought that also kind of, like, been like, oh, I could do something like that as well if I ever did get um, a bit sick of the gubby, like being a gubby on a station, like, there's always yeah. that option. But, yeah, I definitely think that now I would stick to rural or remote teaching. Um, yeah. I probably would try mainstream schools um, in a larger town or city just to mm. see if I did like it. But, yeah, I feel like my heart now is at rural and remote. Oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it just proves that, like, even though I didn't grow up doing this, and I know that a lot of people haven't as well that have taken the position as being a guppy, but it just proves, like, you don't know. Like, so many girls are like, oh, no, I don't want to. I've never, like, you know, I'm not used to that. Like, you've really just got to do it. Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, yeah. Now I've just completely changed, completely changed to my perspective two or three years ago. Yes, I think that, yeah, that's the joys of it. Like I know even as a teacher and then governessing, like my whole, yeah, belief system of teaching and like what I want to do next has completely changed. And I didn't think that would happen. Like I had got over teaching and then decide to governess and now like I feel like it has given me that passion back and to try different things too yeah yeah Yeah, I 100% agree on that it's yeah it's definitely something different to do yeah 
Oh, well, Abby, thank you so much for jumping on. It has been so wonderful to hear your story and obviously you're excelling at it. You love it, which is really fantastic to hear. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great chance to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Last of Dirt in Education podcast. I can't wait to bring you a new story from rural and remote educators each week. Make sure you are subscribed to your favourite podcast platform and follow us on Instagram to keep up to date. Until next week, thank you.